Hey everybody, it's been three months, but we are back. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's just jump right on into it. The date is September 1st, 2018, and you're listening to episode four of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. What a piece of junk. Those stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the epic, triumphant return of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. It is I, Brian Miller. I am your host and the librarian of the Canon Library. With me, as always, is the dark side to my light side, Mr. Christopher Stolle. Dude, it is so great to be back. It is so great to be back. Just call me Darth Balls. Bong! (laughs) Always two there are. No more, no less. Uh, a right one and a left one. Oh my god. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of a show, guys. You know what? It's been, what, three months since we did an episode of the Canon Podcast? So, you know, we've got so much to talk about, so much to catch up on. Uh, but first, I figured we'd talk a little bit about why uh, why the break, and it's mainly my fault. Um, uh-huh. It, it really is. For those of you that are uh, new to the Canon Podcast or, you know, have uh, kind of been wondering where we've been and you didn't see anything else that I put out, it... it my day job is a, uh, I work at a grain elevator in Kansas. So, uh, come May, June and July, I'm in the middle of my wheat harvest. And then at the end of July this year, Kirsty and I bought a house. So, uh, we spent the rest of the time of the, well, I guess the rest of the summer moving and decided to push it off for a few months and, uh, kind of come back with a vengeance. So here we are. That's why we've been gone for so long. Um, have been putting a couple of updates out on the, on the YouTube channel, uh, about some of the shows that's uh, coming up. But speaking of shows that are coming up, uh, Chris, go ahead and let everybody know, uh, and not only are we get uh, are we doing the podcast now, uh, which will be weekly, by the way, on the on the YouTube channel, but um, what else? Uh, we've also got the, the Facebook Q&As happening every month. Uh, and then for the Patreon exclusives, we've got some special stuff for the Patreon. You want to uh, go ahead and uh, lay some of that out? Well, of course, uh, we have the canon library after shows which will be weekly uh for each show uh i'll let brian give the details of that the after shows was going to be uh sit down and watch an episode of rebels or clone wars or a story arc of it and then do an after show based off the the show because we've got so many uh new tv shows coming out we've got john favreau's live action show we've got resistance coming we've got a new season of clone wars coming um, which we will we'll talk about all that uh, later on in the show, but uh, I figured we would get caught up and and watch some rebels and uh, kind of go through it episode by episode to get ready for Clone Wars and Resistance and then John Favreau's show uh, whenever that decides to drop, whenever the Disney streaming service decides to drop. So uh, that's what After Shows is. Uh, but then we're also going to be doing a monthly episode. Uh, I haven't come up with an official name for it yet, so if anybody has a good idea for a name for it, let me know. But essentially what we're doing is just talking about one of the novels. Uh, each month I'm going to try to sit down and reread one of the new canon novels uh, with a couple excluded. If you guys know me at all, you know which ones I'm talking about. Uh, but we're going to sit down and actually break down the, the novels bit by bit, kind of go into spoiler territory with it. And, uh, that'll be on the Patreon, uh, exclusively, uh, also, we've also got uh, a show coming called Jedi issues, which is essentially like, uh, I guess, what would that be? Journal of the Jedi version 2.0. That would be where we lay on a couch and talk about how love is not, is attachment, but compassion is. It's essential to a Jedi's life. 
we are going to be talking Star Wars comics. Uh, you can, and you know, we're going to make this show. I, I put weekly in the show notes. Chris says it shows weekly, but I think we're going to make that monthly, uh, just because it's going to be hard to kind of make a monthly show, uh, or I'm sorry, a weekly show based off just a couple of comics. So I think we're going to make that monthly and talk about all the the comics that come out. Plus, I mean, you and I both get our comics what once a month, don't we? Pretty much. So I figured we'd just sit down, get our pull files, and read through them and uh, kind of go Although, from there. Although I'm about a half a year behind. <laughs> oh, man, you have got to see. <laughs> I know where your tax return's going this year. Yeah. Uh, and also, all of the uh, spoiler reviews for the Canon Library will be on there from now on. So uh, we'll put non-spoiler reviews on the YouTube channel and the uh, reaction videos to any trailers, stuff like that. But anything that's spoilery was going to be on the Patreon from now on. Um, and then also, if you're a Patreon, uh, I have got made up some... Uh, exclusive Star Wars Canon Library bookmarks for your Canon material. So uh, if you become a Patreon, you'll get one of those. Uh, I think the Patreon adds, uh, asks for your address. Uh, that's the only thing I use it for is to send you out a bookmark. So, uh, Or if you win any contest, we may do somewhere down the road. If you win a copy of a novel or something, I'll know how to get it to you. But uh, that's all the new content we got coming. Uh, I, I, Chris and I have sat down and kind of talked about some of the stuff we wanted to do for you guys. So uh, that's what we've come up with. So if you guys are interested in any of that content, head on over to the Patreon page. I'll put the description, or I'm sorry, the link in the description below. That way you guys can uh, find that and check it out. And even if you don't decide to, to help us out and, and to support us, uh, you know, with some with a donation, just know we still do appreciate you guys being followers. And we still appreciate you guys clicking that play button and giving us a listen. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. But We've also got a, another thing coming up. Uh, Chris and I have talked. Uh, we are going to be purchasing uh, military-style dog tags with the Star Wars Canon Library logo on them. Uh, we're going to be selling them for $5 a piece. Uh, if you guys are interested in one of those, uh, just email us or drop a comment below and let us know. Uh, those will be on sale on the website. But the proceeds for those, uh, I think for me to buy them in bulk, it's like a dollar a dog tag. So I'm going to take out just enough to cover the cost of the dog tag. But the rest of the the uh, sale price is all the proceeds are going to be going to the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, so that's not a profit for any of us. That's, that's just strictly something we're trying to do for wounded warriors. Chris and I are both veterans. So it's something that really means a lot to us. And, uh, thought we'd kind of throw that out there. Also, also, I know, I know this is a star Wars canon podcast and not, it, it, it is sister to uh realm of the mist or, or part of realm of the mist. But, uh, the, what I'm about to announce is it deals with star Wars. So it makes sense to, to do with it, but it, it, it covers all of realm, realm of the mist. Uh, Last week, we did an interview with uh, Dr. Janice Liddell uh, on War of the Stars, and she was the author of the now discontinued and out-of-print book, uh, Star Wars and History. And she has graciously offered to donate a couple books to Realm of the Mist for us to put up as basically as auction. And, of course, we're going to do that for you guys throughout all the shows. Uh, highest bidder of these books, we figure, will be the ones that get the books. And that 100% of proceeds go to Wounded Warrior. So we keep nothing of that. That will definitely, and and I will absolutely ha- uh, send you the confirmation of that. So that way you know what you paid for that book went to the Wounded Warrior Project. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, it's really the only profit we're really out to make at all is off the Patreon, really. So, I mean, and even that, we just do this because we love it. And we really, you know... It's. I mean, I I put together the uh, recording schedule last night, and and I was talking to Chris when I was doing it, and and I about 
realized I was breaking myself off when I was making this this podcast <laughs> list. So uh, we we do, we put all this work in for you guys, and uh, just because we really enjoy doing it. But and speaking uh, and speaking of realm of the myths, um, I'm speaking to everybody here that's uh, a Patreon supporter of Star Wars Canon Library, and of course all the people on the uh, Star Wars Canon Library uh, YouTube channel. Guys, Star Wars Canon Library is a part of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Please come over to uh, Realm of the Mist. Hit a like and subscribe there. The Patreon page, uh, show some love and support there. Your boy Brian Miller is pretty much on every one of those shows as well. So if you want to see more <laughs> content with, with Brian Miller, make sure you uh, give, us, give us some love because uh, we're constantly, it's daily we put out content. Mm-hmm. Um, daily, whether it's uh, Press A Gaming, Breaking the Fourth Wall, War of the Stars. We rebroadcast the uh, Star Wars canon podcasts, uh, do stuff with the other guys like the Cocky Cockpit. Mm-hmm. There's always content every day on the channel. So yeah. send out send out a subscribe, send out a like. If you're feeling generous, uh, go ahead and donate a dollar to the Realm Limits uh, Patreon page. Uh, that will give you early access to all the shows as well as some exclusive content that is coming soon. Uh, if you go to the uh, YouTube channel, you'll get the uh, vi- the newest video, which was actually the announcement of one of those exclusives that will be given only to Patreon supporters. Uh, and speaking of Cocky Cockpit also, that's another uh, another podcast that is kind of up and coming that we've uh, we've been talking to quite a bit. And, uh, and we do, uh, well, I guess I, I don't do it weekly, but Chris, you do. Um, weekly Battlefront 2 videos. Uh, I say bi-weekly for me because I don't have an Xbox One. I just have a PlayStation 4, so I can only join in every two weeks. Um, But every week they alternate between uh, Xbox One and PS4, and really all it is is we sit around, play Battlefront, and and, kind of bullshit, really. That's really all it is. Once in a while we'll get into Star Wars conversations, but more often than not we just talk a lot of shit and laugh at each other's stupid jokes. And and take (laughs) each other's kills and, you know... So shut up, camper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legitimate strategy. But anyway, uh, but yeah, that's kind of what we got going on for you guys. Uh, kind of what we have lined up uh, and, and kind of our uh, I guess that's our way of apologizing for the uh, the three month break that we just did. So because I've been getting comments on YouTube videos asking when new content was coming out and and all this other stuff. And I thought it was interesting too. the Canon library was getting more subscribers during the break than I was putting out content last year. So. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to do with Realm of the Mist. Just shut everything Maybe, down. Maybe just shut for, it down for a while. For a half a year and see if people want to uh, subscribe. That, that's, <laughs> hey, apparently it works. Hey, and, and speaking of that, uh, if you guys are listening to this right now on the Canon Library and you're a new follower and this is the first thing you're hearing of new content, new, I guess the first of the new content you're hearing, welcome to the YouTube channel. I'm so glad to have you guys. If it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't even be doing this. So uh, thank you guys so much for the subscribe and uh and uh, the follow. Uh, but what do you before, say we get into? Oh, go ahead. Before we do, let's give one last announcement, which uh, which you kind of you kind of alluded to a little bit with uh, Jedi issues being the uh, Journal of the Jedi 2.0. Yeah, that does not mean Journal of the Jedi is gone. In fact, it has evolved. Uh, it has become the Bindu because now it serves two masters, Realm of the Mist Entertainment in joint with the cocky cockpit and that will be coming soon and that will be a twitch tv exclusive on the cocky cockpit channel so guys check that out you'll love it yeah definitely uh well that pretty much sums up everything we got going on what do you say we talk about some news man because we have got a lot to cover uh this is the first time the canon library has really been back in the last three months and uh there's some followers wanting to know some of our opinions on some stuff 
Well, I got I got a bit of news before you jump into the, your your uh, written news, and it was on the it was on the news this morning. You know, normally we don't talk about like real life issues and stuff like that on on our Star Wars podcast, but this one it ties in with Star Wars, so it kind of makes sense to talk about it. Okay. Uh, there, I, I don't remember exactly where this happened, but there was a fi- uh, fifth grader kid, a ten year old kid, uh, who got bullied and beat up, and the kid beat the shit out of him. Okay, and the kid refused to fight back, and the mom tweeted about this because of the fact she showed put, showed the picture, and he had a black eye; it was all swollen and stuff like that. But when asked why he didn't fight back, the kid said, "Because it's not the Jedi way." Yeah, I, I and, saw that story. Yeah, and it caught the attention of Mark Hamill, who is now attempting to track down this kid. Oh man, that's cool. So. That that's some Star Wars news for you right there. Right on to first off, right on to the kid. I mean, in this day and age where everybody's more than willing to, to, to beat the hell out of somebody and and have no respect for personal space or personal safety, it's nice that Star Wars has taught the morals of in some way to at least this kid. You know what I mean? And that that in in the world of Star Wars toxicity that's going on right now in the fandom, it's nice to see that there is still positive that that flows in some of the fan base, and that's definitely one of them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, if if you look too, uh, depending, I guess where you look, uh, but I've noticed a lot too on on social media and stuff that the negativity behind Star Wars is, I don't want to say it's died off, but it's it's definitely not to the level that it was, you know, uh, six seven months ago, you know. Uh, so I I mean it's it's it is nice to kind of see because everybody has kind of vented their their uh, their distaste and their their uh, hatred, <laughs> I guess you could say, depending on what level of spectrum you're on, for Good. Last Jedi. <laughs> Good. Let the hate flow through you. But I, I, I'm, I'm assuming everybody kind of got it out of their system. So uh, every once in a while, you'll still see somebody. Oh, Force Awakens, the Last Jedi were trash, and like, ah, well, you still live in your parents' basement. So, uh, but anyway, let's talk about some news, uh, and we've got quite a bit to talk about too. You know, I don't want to dwell on too much uh, on each one too long. You know, I'm, I'm trying to keep the podcast to you know hour and a half somewhere along in there, maybe an hour depending on. Uh, on uh, how long we go, but also keep this in mind, guys. Um, at the end of this podcast, we're not going to be doing any mailbag questions uh, just for this episode. Usually, we're going to be doing uh, a few mailbags at the end, but uh, essentially, all the mailbag questions we got were were news topics that we're going to be talking about anyway. So uh, we will be doing uh, uh, mailbag later on in, in the next episode. So just keep that in mind. But guys, right off the bat, let's talk about the big the big thing that happened over the break. Clone Wars is coming back. Yay! Chris, how surprised were you when Dave Filoni came out and said, you know, hey, we're going to give you guys one more season to, to kind of cap off Clone Wars? Surprise, not really. Anticipation beyond belief. Because, I mean, I, I enjoyed the Lost episodes, a.k.a. season six, you know, but it really did end off. Well, what's, what's the best way I could put this? It was definitely open for more. It was a nice enough send-off with the break-off from Ahsoka, you know, uh, being accused of murder and stuff of that nature and, and being exonerated. But at, the, at, at that point, she let the Jedi order an Anakin because she could no longer trust them. Um, but it didn't really feel like a closure, especially to lead into episode, uh, episode three, you know, which is what Clone Wars was supposed to do. So I'm really looking forward to this season. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm right there with you. And there's certain things, when you think about it, that this season has to have in it. It has to. Because if you think about it, 
Well, I mean, it's it's pretty much guaranteed that this season is is going to end with Revenge of the Sith, right? I mean, lead right into Episode Three. We're assuming that's going to happen, right? Well, as I said, I think the 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 final scene of the final episode is uh, Anakin and Obi Wan get the uh, call from the Council to say that the Chancellor has been kidnapped. Well, see, I'll take it a step further than that. Personally, I think this new season of Clone Wars is going to end like halfway through Revenge of the Sith when Order 66 is happening because you're going to see it from the point of view of the clones and what's going on with Ahsoka. Uh, last year, Dave Filoni was talking about how Ahsoka's story kind of ended with Clone Wars and it's you know Anakin giving her the 501st to go to Mandalore and to fight Maul because uh, remember in Rebels, Maul was referring to Ahsoka as Lady Tano. Right. We, we don't know where that came from. So, uh, you know, we know there's that story is going to be told. But wouldn't it be something to see Order 66 from the point of view of the clones, especially the ones that remove the inhibitor chip? And all of a sudden, all the clones around him start turning on the Jedi. And they're like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Well, you know, that's the general, you know? Like, can you can you imagine seeing Order 66 again from a fresh perspective with new Jedi than the ones we've already seen die? Well, I can, I can imagine it, but if you're asking me do I want to see it on the, clo- the last season of Clone Wars, not really, no. Do I want to see another Clone Wars movie that centers around that? Oh, oh my God! Yes, yes, yes like, absolutely. So you're saying, so what you're saying is, do another season of Clone Wars and then end it on another film? Yes. Oh, okay. Now that would be sick. Book end, book end the films. You got your shit shit film that nobody liked, but for some reason gave birth to uh, to this awesome TV show. Yeah. And then you fi- finish off the TV show, like I said, with the uh, the Chancellor's been kidnapped. And then, you know, you really, I don't care if it's straight to DVD. I mean, I'll still buy it day one. <laughs> Let Dave Filoni make a film out of Order 66. I know that'd be, oh my God, with with the Clone Wars. With the Clone Wars. Oh man, that'd be freaking cool. Yeah, well, I mean, there's another thing that has to happen in this season, at least in my opinion. And, and, and think about this, like this would really, to see this in Clone Wars, to know that it's bringing it back to the classic trilogy, you have to find, like, you have to see Padme finding out that she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that has to be in this season. It absolutely has to be. When she finds out she's pregnant, and you know in the Clone Wars series she's pregnant with Luke motherfucking Skywalker, you know, <laughs> like... And Leia. And, well, yeah, but at the time she didn't know she... Well, that's true, but at the time she thought it was just the one. Right. She didn't know it was twins, but yeah. Right, I mean, but they I didn't know that it was a boy or a girl in. either. Right, right. But, that, there, I mean, there's certain things that have to happen. I think the Ahsoka story is going to be a big one. I think we're going to see Maul return. <laughs> he just had a thought. Oh, you're, say, you're saying you wanted to see uh, Padme discovering she was pregnant on the Clone Wars TV show, a kid's cartoon. I'm just seeing her coming out of the bathroom holding a fucking like a dollar store pregnancy kit. Oh, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, you, ugh, Jesus. <laughs> the force was strong with you Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. see, I, I, you know, I. And I think she's going to find that out early in the season because I think throughout the rest of the season, it's going to be her trying to conceal the fact that she's pregnant with her clothing. Because remember, she used a lot baggier clothing and stuff in episode three. True, but at the same indifference, if they're going to do that, they got to be careful about how they do. Dave Filoni has to be careful about how they do that because you're going to have to keep Anakin separate from Padme. For at least, well, what's the gestation period of a human being in Star Wars? Are we assuming it's still nine months? I assume so, but I mean... okay. We got we. I mean, storyline wise, you got to keep them separate from each other from the time she finds out because, canonically, Anakin does not find out until episode three when they're returning from saving the Chancellor. 
that's when he finds out she's pregnant. Well, see, um, well, like we'll talk about this later on too, but Thrawn alliances is happening during clone wars also. And if you read the first couple chapters, you find out this happens after Ahsoka leaves the order. So this novel, the stuff, I mean, the part of the novel with Anakin and Thrawn has to happen somewhere, probably between the end of season five and this new season coming out, because if this next season leads right into episode three, it has to have happened somewhere in between there. So right. maybe, I mean, and, and the story is about Anakin trying to track Padme down. What if the, you know, the the conception, uh, you know, happens during that novel? I haven't, I'm only like halfway through it right now, so I, I don't know. Maybe somebody listening to this right now has finished Arnold Alliance is going, oh, you idiots, you haven't finished it yet? Of course it happens. Or, no, it doesn't happen. What's wrong with you? But I, I haven't finished it yet. So Look, no spoilers. Just just guarantee me there's no aliens masturbating in it. Oh, God. Thank you, Kevin Hearn. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'm, I'm over the moon excited about Clone Wars. I can't wait. Um, and, you know, and, and you know it's going to be an epic season. I feel like Dave Filoni with this season is going to be doing the same thing he did with the last season of Rebels, which was no filler episodes, just episode boom, 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 over. You know what I mean? Finale. Well, like, they, they said it was only, like, what, 13 episodes or something? I think so, yeah. So it's going to be one that it's it's not going to have any of these sub-side plots. You know what I mean? It's going to be what's going on, let's get through it. You know, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Exactly. So I think that's what it's going to be. And I'm... I'm beyond stupid excited for it but uh speaking of television shows though we've also got the first trailer for the resistance uh that came out what a couple few weeks ago i tried to do a, a reaction video to it for some reason youtube decided my reaction wasn't good enough and wouldn't let me upload it and then once it did let me upload it it just deleted it so uh what are your thoughts on resistance man uh, this is one of the few times in podcast history you'll hear me say these words but i plead the fifth I, I'm not really a fan of the animation. It's Dave Filoni, so I expect it to be good. You know, and of course, I expect the first season to be a little kiddish. First off, it's on the Disney Channel, not Disney XD or anything. Plus, Clone Wars and Rebels all started kind of kiddish before they really delved dark. So, but I don't know enough about it to have anything more exciting about it except for, A, it's more Dave Filoni, of Dave Filoni's stuff. You know what I mean? So it's, it's real. I don't I don't want to talk negative on it, except for the fact that I don't care for the animation style. You know, that being said, if that's my only gripe right on, but I don't know enough about it to give an opinion one way or another, to be honest. One trailer was not enough. See, I'm, I'm going to look. I'm one that is always saying, you know, give something a chance until, you know, it doesn't deliver. You know, I, I'm one of these people that say positive, but. I was looking at the trailer for this resistance and the more I'm looking at it, cause I mean this, this series takes place six months before force awakens. So, so I mean, how long could it possibly run? Right. Uh, but you're right. The animation style kind of threw me off a little bit. It wasn't what I was expecting either. When they said anime style, I was expecting like Japanese anime, like that, like that, like that tie fighter yeah. uh, thing that was on Facebook for quite a while, which yeah. by the way, if they would have done something like that, Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I was kind of expecting. And then when I saw the trailer and it's kind of that 2D, 3D hybrid animation stuff, you know, I was like, eh, okay, well, that's not quite what I was expecting. But personally, like for me, every time I see a poster for it now and you see all the characters and the ships, it, it I'm going to say, I don't know if it's the popular thing or not, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it. It doesn't look or feel like Star Wars to me. No. 
It really doesn't because there's ships we've never seen before. You know, uh, I mean, they're just, it looks, I don't know, for being in Star Wars, it almost looks too colorful. That that's really it. It, it looks too and it's vibrant. Set, well, the, the the word I was going to use is it looks cartoony. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a cartoon, Chris. No, I get that, but I mean, but I get it, what you're coming from. Yeah, you know the other ones. It, it felt like there was some love and attention to it to make it feel real, even though you knew it was a cartoon. This one, they're not hiding the fact that it's a cartoon. It's really how it feels to me. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, like, that's all, that's the only thing I can think, and, and this is the first time something has come, now, the only reason I'm even, like, remotely excited for it is because, like you said, it's Dave Filoni, but other than that, I'm, this is the first time something's coming out where I'm just like, eh, whatever. Well, let's, let, let's, I mean, I mean, way. I'll do an after show for it for the Patreon when it starts coming out, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be, oh my god, I can't wait for the next episode, you know, so. Look, I'll put it to you this way. I have low expectations of enjoying the uh, the visual visual of the show. That being said, though, because it is Dave Filoni, I do have expectations of having a very deep and immersed story out of Resistance. And that's where my disappointment will be complete. My journey towards the dark side, if you will. Because if Filoni doesn't give us uh, his signature... We're going to make everything go to shit because we know where it's leading. It's leading to the, the the full power of the First Order and and the rise of Kylo Ren and the resistance on the run. And, of course, the, 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 the spoilers, but if you don't know what happened in The Force Awakens, you what are you what, listening to this show for? The destruction of the New Republic and, and stuff like that. If it doesn't lead down that dark path that leads us into the new uh, sequel trilogy... Then it to me it's just going to be filler and waste of time. Well, the series has got Poe Dameron in it. Oscar Isaac's coming back for the voice of Poe Dameron. We got we're going to have Phasma in there. Gwendolyn Christie is doing the voice of Phasma. But that leads one. Where does this? I mean, we know it takes place six months before Force Awakens. Will Phasma but actually do anything? I, well, I don't know. But the thing is, I mean, think we got the Poe Dameron comic there too that it's going to be buttoned up against. And Poe Dam- the Poe Dameron comic kind of had Poe out on his own doing his own stuff. He wasn't doing the stuff from this series. So I'm assuming this series takes place before the Poe Dameron comic, which means it can only go so far or Poe Dameron can only be in so much of it. But I don't know. Anyway, that's just, uh, I guess we'll know more once it starts to air. And it airs, uh, what, October 7th, I believe, is its air date, uh, which I was kind of surprised because I guess I was just misinformed or I just didn't pay attention either as possible. Uh, the second one is probably the most likely, but I thought it was going to be on the streaming service. Uh, but the fact that it's coming out this year, that's awesome. You know, Rebels just ended. We don't have to wait a year for the next bit of, you know, Star Wars animation from Filoni. So, right. Anyway, moving on, we got a lot to talk about still, and we're already at like the 25 minute mark. So, uh, let's just jump right into this. I guess these next two, we can kind of talk about back to back. Yeah. Episode nine, uh, possibly being split into two movies. I guess that's the rumor. Uh, and the wrapping the, for the principal photography right now is rumored to be February of 2019. Uh, these stories, like the second one kind of null and voids the first one. Because if, I mean, if you're splitting episode nine into two movies and you're doing nine and ten back to back, let's just call it nine and ten. If you're doing nine and ten back to back, your principal shoot's going to be at least a year. You know, and this principal shoot would be what six months because they started on August first, and they're going to be going to February. So that's six months. So it kind of 
What what do you think? Do you think Nine's being split into movies into two movies now that we know the the principal photography? I can't even talk. The principal photography for episode nine uh, could only be six months. This is an audio podcast, and he can't talk. I can't talk. And, uh, look, um, primarily, if I remember correctly, from like watching the behind the scenes of like episode one, for example, um, Star Wars principal photographies usually take about three to four months. For a single film. And then the rest of the time is in post-production, the visual effects, and blah, blah, blah. But the principal photography of character... Now, again, we're talking about episode one where majority was CGI. You know, and some practical, but mostly CGI. Uh, Less CGI than people give it credit for, but still. You know, where J.J. does like to keep in the, uh, the realm of reality as much as possible. Um... I don't know. I mean, it could, it could swing either way. I mean, it's in that time frame where it's longer than what you would normally expect for principal photography for Star Wars, but not necessarily long enough for two to, to constitute two movies. Well, could that just mean episode nine? I mean, if it's going to be one film, then if you got a six month shoot, you could be looking at, I mean, the longest running Star Wars film to date, and, and which would make a lot of sense with it being what they're calling the film to wrap up all three trilogies. Well, see that that's where I that's where I uh, I kind of butt heads with myself here. Of course, I would love an episode ten. I keep oh yeah, the saga I'm trying. Going. I'm trying to talk myself. I keep talking myself out of everything too. The more I think about it. Well, the more I think about it, the more I I, I want to start a hashtag to, to shove down Lucasfilm's uh, throat. Save the Skywalkers, man. Keep the saga alive. You know, uh, I get all the spinoff stuff. I get the Benioff and Weiss and the Ryan Johnson and. You know, uh, Favreau and 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 the uh, anthologies or or Star Wars stories. I get it. I love it. Expand the universe all you want, but when you break it down to its core, Star Wars is the story of the Skywalkers. And I I I'm I don't know. I, I've been I've been with the the I've been with the uh, franchise since the beginning. I don't know if I'm ready to let the Skywalkers go. No, no, the you're still I holding about, on. I, I, basically, yeah. No, um, <laughs> but uh, the, more, the, the more I think about it, the more I can't. I just can't envision the Star Wars universe without a Skywalker running around. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know the fate of what Ben Solo is going to be. We don't know. I mean, hell, for all we know, they could still come out in Episode Nine, which to me at this point would feel like a cop out. And say Ray was Luke Skywalker's daughter, you know. I mean, at this point, it'd kind of be like, oh, really? But you know, I, you're right. I think it's they're they're saying the the conclusion to the Skywalker saga. I think they're ending it because I think once they get through nine, they're just going to be focusing on all these different stories. I think they're going to be doing a lot of spinoff standalone films. And when I say a lot of them, I mean a lot of them. And plus, you've got. Uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but Ryan Johnson is still working on his trilogy, whether you want to believe it or not. Um, and well, I believe and Weiss, it. Yeah, I believe and, it. And, and, I, I think the I think the question I think the answer is more whether you want it or not. Right. And then you, you know? got and then you got Benioff and Weiss, which they're working on a quote unquote series of films, which in my book is four or more. If it was a trilogy, they would have said trilogy. If it was you know a series, tells me four or more. So. I'm figuring they're the replacement of the saga, and the reason they're calling it series is because they don't want to call it saga and have people like, how come it's not with this saga, you know, type deal. And, and 
But I, I think I think they're they're setting up a brand new saga, which um which I'm cool with. You know, give us. I mean, if they because you know Benioff and Weiss are very very deep storytellers, and they could come up with something if they can come up with something that is along the same lines. Now, obviously, it's never going to touch the originals. Obviously, it's never going to. You could capture the same magic, but it's never going to be as. I mean, it's not going to be as... We're always going to look at the originals as the Star Wars trilogy. You know what I mean? But they could give us a new family or a new storyline that could be this secondary saga of, oh my god, okay, that was a great Skywalker saga, nine films, but now we've got this we can focus on. You know, and and I want to know what happens next. So they could give us something just as great, you know, down the road, but we're just... I guess we're going to have to wait and kind of see, but... um, But the... the, uh, Episode 9 being split into two movies kind of touches on the other thing I wanted to talk about. The spinoff film that was supposedly put on hold that featured Tatooine. Uh, I mean, that's Obi-Wan. evidence. I think that was an Obi-Wan film. And and it's, it, lends, it, le- it lends credence to the film of Episode 9 being split into two movies. Because if they put a, 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 whole, a, you know, a standalone film on hold, they might be doing Episodes 9 and 10 back to back. Well, see, I, that, that's, again, besides not wanting to see the saga split, that's where I was going, uh, or split, yeah, not see the saga end, I'm kind of torn between do I want two movies or do I just want, like you said, the longest Star Wars movie ever? I would rather have one long film. Because think about it, when anytime you've split a movie into two parts, right, whether it be uh, Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows, or, you know, Hunger Games Mockingjay or... You know, anytime you split the last film into two or the last whatever story into two films, they always come out a year apart from each other. And the first one is always, always, always all lead up to the to the second one. Nothing big happens in it. People walk away, and say, well, that movie sucked. And then they don't give the next one a chance, which is all payoff from the from the first one. You know what I mean? So I would rather just have one massive make a three hour Star Wars movie. I don't give a shit. I'll sit and watch it. Crosses it, crosses his legs and his eyes because he's drinking that giant freaking movie soda, and oh, really has to pee. Milk, yeah, <laughs> and really has to pee. But there's still another hour to this film. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and well, I'll do the same thing I did during Revenge of the Sith. I'll pee in my drink cup because, like, when I when when I went to the midnight release of Revenge of the Sith, I had to take a piss so bad right when the the lightsaber duel between Obi Wan and Anakin started to kick off. And I was like, I'm not getting up. I'm not doing it. And I did. The lights were down. I looked around and I popped the lid and did it right there. I didn't give a crap. I am but, so glad this is being recorded. <laughs> I know. Isn't it great? But honestly, I really do feel like Disney and Lucasfilm need to roll the golden dice and just make one massive long Star Wars film. Well, not only not only because I think that would be that would be a selling point to people, like you said, because although I argue with you on the fact that a year later people would lose interest because, again, it's a Star Wars film. You and I, before we go to any Star Wars film, always marathon the previous films, all of them. So you're caught up when you walk into the theater. So that that argument to me is null and void. I do kind of agree with the fact that the first part is always a filler and that may turn casual fans off. Uh, so the box office may not be as great, but I don't give a shit about the box office, man. You know, I cared when Force Awakens came out. I don't care anymore. As long as I got a solid story, I don't give a shit about the box office. But um, for me, I think the biggest thing for, for Star Wars is make sure this closure is right. 
and I I don't want to I don't want to placate to the to the the the, the 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 last Jedi haters or anything else, but this is your last and final opportunity with the Skywalker saga to bring the fandom back together. No, you're you're completely right. I'm not saying I'm not saying placate to them and and have all of a and sudden retcon, Mark Hamill's yeah. alive and so no you yeah. retcon retcon some shit because uh, even though I don't have an issue with Last Jedi, there's some things that. I, you know J.J. had set up for and Ryan kind of fucked it. Knights of Ren re- being nowhere to be seen, for example. Uh, I know, and we've had this discussion long and hard on Breaking the Fourth Wall, on War of the Stars. We have beat this horse to death, but I know for a fact there was more to Ray than just a nobody. I know for a fucking fact that she was not supposed to just be a nobody. I get what Ryan was trying to do. But J.J. set something else completely up with it. Well, see, I wonder if that's because I don't think he even had anything set up for it. I because we talked about this. When did we talk about it? Um, We talked about we were. Oh, I might have been one of the I think it was breaking the fourth wall because we were talking about how they when they had started this new trilogy, they needed to actually sit down and come up with a plan from the get go. And bring all three directors in for all three films and have them all three work together on the entire trilogy. You know, I think because I think I'm pretty sure that's what we talked about, because, you know, you bring in J.J. for, you know, episode seven and, you know, have them all sit down together and write this whole thing out from beginning to end. Right. Tell this whole story and then break it into three films. That's what they should have done from the get go. Wrote one massive story. This is where we start. This is where we're getting to and just break it into three films instead of making it up as you go. Let each director do their own thing. At least then you have everybody on the same page. Everybody knows that there's going to be a big payoff at the end, you know. And from the very get-go, we know where we're going. We can start planning stuff, you know, in Episode 7 that it's going to come back in Episode 9, you know. And, and, and you can plan stuff for Episode 9 that's going to be callbacks to Episode 7 and 8, you know, stuff like that. That's what they should have done from the get-go. And, and possibly even, I'll go ahead and say it, sat down and it would have been a massive undertaking. But sit down with three different directors write out the entire, all three films, make all three movies and shoot them all three back to back. Well, no, no, I, I, that, that, that would be, that would be too much of an undertaking. However, I would, I would go this far. JJ started this. Okay. When, when Disney took this over and Kathleen Kennedy said, we're coming out with a new trilogy and JJ Abram is the lead, uh, lead director and, and, and story writer with, with Larry Kasdan. JJ and Larry should have sat the fuck down, written down exactly the points they want to happen in all three Seven, movies. Seven, eight, and nine, yep. And then gone to Ryan and gone to, I forget, uh, Trevorrow, was it? It was Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow for nine and said, okay, you guys could do whatever you want in your film, but these points have to stay on point. You cannot deviate from these. You cannot deviate from these. You can do whatever the hell else you want. You want Canto Bite? Do Canto Bite. You want you want bombers dropping on a dreadnought? Do bombers dropping on a dreadnought? But this, 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 and this has to go forward. Well, no, and it wouldn't be that hard to do. You lay out your whole story, you know, and you say, okay, well, these are the key points you have, and you drop them in where they go, and then you just fill in the blanks in between them. You know, that's, I mean, that's, that would have been the way to go instead of JJ and Kasdan sit down and write episode seven, Ryan Johnson, write episode eight. And now JJ wrote episode nine, you know? So, and, and I'm, and I'm personally, just me personally, I'm glad JJ's back for nine. Cause I was never a fan of Colin, the, of Colin Trevorrow as a choice. Cause I wasn't a big fan of the, of the first Jurassic world. 
I, I I didn't I didn't care for it that much. It didn't feel like Jurassic Park to me. You know what I mean? So because it was rated, it was PG thirteen. How do you do a PG thirteen movie with Death by Dino in it? You got to have rated <laughs> R, right? And that's what I wanted going into it. You know, because like it wasn't like I know this is a Star Wars pack, podcast, but give me just a second. Like you know. You had the original Jurassic Park, and you saw Samuel L. Jackson's arm, like, fall onto Laura Dern, right? And she, like, turned around and then, <gasps> ah, freaked out, ran from the raptor. And then, you know, the rest of them were all, you see guys literally getting bit in half. And then Jurassic World comes along, and they just family friendly it. You know, you didn't see any, there wasn't a drop, I mean, you didn't see anybody lose anything. There was no, the only, the closest you got to seeing Death by Dino was the shadow of Blue ripping a guy apart. That, that was as close as you got. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a major gripe for The Last Jedi. I finally have one. I finally figured out what it is that bothers me the most. They broke Star Wars tradition. Starting from the original trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, Luke Skywalker loses a hand. Attack of the Clones, Anakin Skywalker loses an arm. Nobody lost shit in The Last Jedi. Snoke lost quite a bit. Well, he got cut into four pieces, but I don't think that counts. I think it counts because his hand was still on the armrest of the throne. But he's dead. So? He's dead. So Dooku lost his hands. Oh, okay, can we talk about this horrible Star Wars pun for a second? Real quick, completely off topic. Dooku loses both hands before Anakin, or after Anakin beheads him. He tells Palpatine he was an unarmed prisoner. Can we talk about this for just a second? Can we talk about the brilliant writing in, in Revenge of the Sith for just a second? Look, I, I'm fine with it because I'm. And you want to tell me? And you want to tell me that Vader doesn't do puns? Screw you, man! Anakin was doing puns from the get go. No, I'm absolutely fine with it. But you know what? That that joke does not bother me because you got to remember one of the greatest visual puns of all time was in Evil Dead Two, uh, Dead by Dawn. When uh, Ash's hand gets possessed and he cuts his hand off and is still running around, he puts a bucket over it. Then he grabs a, a stack of books and puts it on top of the bucket so it won't move, right? What was the top book? Farewell to Arms, yeah. A Farewell to Arms. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, no, it's... it's so I'm uh, fine with puns. <laughs> do you want to talk about Vader's pun? Because a lot of people were pissed off that Vader did that pun in... Uh... Rogue oh, One about the choking choke. on your aspirations. Yeah. So yeah, so don't don't tell me Anakin never did puns. Anakin did puns. He was an unarmed prisoner. No shit, he was an unarmed prisoner. Anyway, I I, I just <laughs> completely off track there for a second. But anyway, um, but we've also got some casting news for Episode Nine. Uh, we've got Greg Grunberg is returning, which a lot of people were kind of wondering where he was in Last Jedi. We know now from the Poe comics he was off on his own mission, but he's returning for Episode Nine. Obviously, with JJ directing, that's why. Um, but you know, you've read the aftermath novels and you've seen force Wagons and last Jedi. Are you excited to see Greg Grunberg come back as snap Wexley? Nah, yeah, it's just one of those things that doesn't really matter. It's a back, it's a background character in the movies. He, he, he had, he had more, he had more to do in the aftermath novels. And quite honestly, <laughs> I could have lived without him in the aftermath novels. And he was a child in the aftermath novels. Mm -hmm. Give me so, wedge. I want wedge. Well, Give me speaking wedge. Speaking of returning characters, also we've got Bill, we've got Billy D. Williams signed I on for episode it. nine. I know you I did. I know it you from did. Day one. Yep, I know you did. And ever and, and the other thing about that story is they. It, let's just talk about the story for what it is. The cast list for episode nine was released, and on that cast list was Billy D. Williams repri reprising his role as Lando, but we also had the return of Mark Hamill, and everybody's like, "Oh wait, how can Mark Hamill come back? He's a 
sport. He's a, he's a, he's a force, force ghost. ghost. Like that's seriously what's either that or a flashback scene. No, a flashback I see, to. I, I we see might force we ghost. might get a well. I mean, I I see both. I think we might get a flashback to what happened between Luke and Ben. We might. You know we what? Might. Ooh ooh, flashback. We we saw Luke's point of view where he got all crazy about you know and and depressed and and went off to to drink green milk out of uh titty six titty creatures, um, and stabbing fish with a fifty foot pole, but uh, we never really saw how he reconciled the uh, the the destruction of his uh, of his temple. Did he bury the 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 younglings or anything of that nature? I think. And what do you think about this? He really goes full on dark side and murders the Knights of Ren, and that's why they're not around. Oh my God! Okay, so you're talking about Luke going ahead and, and giving in, and going on this rampage, and just you took something from me, I'm going to take something from you. Which is even more why he's t- you know why he went into exile about the hubris and every other uh, Jedi and everything else, and why but, he hid himself away. But here's here's the brilliant, and I'm gonna piss a lot of your listeners off right oh now. Oh my! Here's God. the brilliance. That's of okay. Ryan they'll like Johnson. me more after this. Here's the brilliance of Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson set up something that a lot of people bitched about. Ryan in episode Johnson. eight. Ryan. That's what I said. Ryan. You said Brian Johnson. <laughs> Fuck you for having the same name close to it. Okay, B. Um, B. <laughs> But uh, the genius of Ryan Johnson is he set up something that had never been done in a Star Wars movie that a lot of people bitched about because, oh, you can't just introduce new shit, blah, 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 blah. But people are going to lose their fucking shit because I guarantee you, even though he's a Force ghost, Luke will have more to do because Yoda showed that even a Force ghost can still use the Force. Well, the Force ghost is the Force. Right, but being able to physically manifest things like lightning. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, I, I mean, that's I, a setup. That's a setup. And we're going to see Luke be doing some shit in episode yeah. nine. Somebody asked me on a mailbag question back this past spring. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the, your name. I'm so sorry. I, I mean, I've done a lot of mailbag questions, but somebody asked if I thought Luke and Snoke. Thank you, dear. We're going to be doing uh, or we're going to be having a lightsaber battle in episode. Oh, no, I think I guess this was before episode eight came out. Oh no! It was episode. No, it was after episode eight came out because somebody was asking me if I thought that the Force ghosts of Luke and Snoke were going to have a lightsaber battle in episode nine, and I'm like, what would be the point? <laughs> like, like seriously, well, I would rather now. Could the? I mean, we don't know that dark side users can even have a spirit, right? Because in the EU they couldn't, but we we haven't touched on that in the new canon yet. So, is it a possibility Snoke could come back as a Force ghost? Yeah, I mean, as of now, anything's possible. I would rather see those two come back as like a battle of wills. Of, That's what I was gonna say. You know what I mean? Of a battle, just full a battle on for force powers. A battle for Kylo's soul. Yeah, and you know, and from from beyond the grave, you know, like that would that would really be some 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 stuff to see. I, I mean, because you know, I know we're getting off topic from from Billy D, but we'll get there in a second. But uh, I think in Episode Nine, you're gonna see a lot of Force Ghosts. I think, I, and I honestly, I think we're gonna see the return of Anakin. I really, I think we are. I hope we I hope we get the split Anakin though that was I do for, too the one oh. where he, where he's phasing between like flicking, Anakin and Vader and because he's never fully resolved that dark side I hope we get that so so when you say flickering do you mean flickering between Hayden Christensen and the Vader mask or between his face and like the burnt version of his face I wouldn't do the mask I wouldn't because you do the, the burnt version of it I would do the burnt version that would because, be way more haunting because because the mask was just clothing. 
Yeah, it was his life support system and everything else, but it was just clothing that's not the soul of the person. Right. Well, and we know now also from uh, Master and Apprentice, the short story, and uh, from a certain point of view, as Qui-Gon is manifesting himself to Obi-Wan during A New Hope, um, it kind of goes through the process of how that they're manifested. And it's not what they lo- actually looked like when they were alive. It's how they saw themselves. That's what the for- that's what the Force Ghost image is, is how they saw themselves, which explains why Anakin looked the way he did at the end of Return of the Jedi, right? So, yeah, I think it would be really be... That would be so cool to see Hayden Christensen come back as a Force Ghost of Anakin. But you see, like, the weird kind of, like, flash flickering of him back to, like, a burnt version of himself. You know what I mean? Like... Well, here's that, the question. That would be so, so cool to see. Here's a here's a question. Besides seeing the flicker of the back and forth between light side and dark side Anakin, would you want almost like a, a dual personality from him? No, 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 no. I wouldn't want that. Um, I, I wouldn't want a, a Vader Force Ghost and an Anakin Force Ghost. I just, I, I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, If they did it, I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, well, crap, they did it. You know, it, might as well move on. But I'm. This is me hoping to God they don't do that. I would rather see the flickering. Cause can you imagine sitting in the movie theater and you see the Force Ghost of, An- of Anakin come up? You'd already be freaking out. You'd be like, Oh my God, he's back! And then all of a sudden you just see like a quick, like a just a quick flicker, and you hear like a static sound, like a you know of just a quick flashback to just a burnt, charred Anakin with a with a Sith eye just for a split second, and you're like, Whoa, holy shit, did that just happen? Like, oh my you're god. You're talking you know, like, you're talking you're talking almost like a ghost effect from like the movies like Thirteen Ghosts and stuff yeah, like that where they yeah. kinda like jerky be, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That would <laughs> that would be hauntingly awesome. You, you know, and it would really add a layer to the force ghosts that we don't have right now, that we've never had. You know, so I mean that would that would really really be cool. But we, 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 <laughs> what about a Jacob Marley type scenario where Anakin comes back and he doesn't flicker, but he's chained to all the younglings he killed? In the- <laughs> oh my god, Master Skywalker! Why do we have to go everywhere you go? Can can my present be a hug? Oh god. <laughs> but uh, we've also got the return uh, in Episode Nine of Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. I know you called that from the get go when he started canceling some con appearances and stuff uh how excited are you to see uh, this smooth talking smuggler again well let me put it to you this way now everybody's gonna see why donald glover did not do that great of a job although i give him credit he did a great job but you're also gonna understand why why lando had such a predominant role in solo a star wars story it was set up for billy d's return you think it was it was absolutely set up for billy d let's remind people who lando is before we bring lando back you know what I mean? And I don't think he's going to do much. I think he's going to have a Saw Gerrera type part, you know, in it where it's just talk for a little bit and then die. I hate to say <laughs> it that way. Oh, God, no, don't say that. I can't take watching Lando go out. Well, if he doesn't die, he'll go back to, like, the, the spice mining and, or not spice mining, uh, uh, Tibetan gas mining. The Tabana gas. He actually left that behind after Return of the Jedi. But who's to say he doesn't get it back eventually? That's true. Yeah. You know. I, some- don't don't say anything about Lando dying. I can't. I can't because we already know. Look, we already know Leia's not going to make it through this film. I mean, that's we already know that's happening. I can't watch Leia and Lando go out at the same time. I. I hope. I, I hope my heart Leia, cannot take it. I know people are going to fucking shoot me for this right now too, but I hope Leia gets a. Uh, Gets a Padme type sent off. I don't mean the uh, she's lost the will to live. I don't mean that, but I mean 
give Leia the funeral. Luke did not have the funeral, but he had the peaceful passing. Uh, Han, we got nothing. You know, he just he just stupidly stood on the the Star Wars bridge with no handrails and got stabbed by his son and gone. And oh well, Han Solo's gone. Who cares? Which was a crime in its own right. Uh, if I were to really yell at Ryan Johnson for anything in Last Jedi, is the best no recognition of the fact that the most beloved character in all of fiction you know but give, well, we got it in the novel yeah, true but let Leia have the funeral let her let her die peacefully we'll, we're, I'm gonna assume that 9 ends with uh, the resistance 1 and everything's hunky dory in the galaxy again and she peacefully passes away in the night and they pay ultimate homage to the greatest leader of the resistance slash uh, republic. Oh my god, I'm about to piss you off so bad. What What if episode 9 ends on a seriously dark note, Ray turns, and she's the one that kills Leia? It would piss me off, but I would fucking love it. I just thought I'd ask, but... I would, uh, I would absolutely love it because it would be something I did not see coming. That would be the Luke, I am your father moment. Well, we've also got uh, a few more. This is, I think, this is the last of the news stories we were going to touch on. We've got. Well, you some, didn't talk about the rest of the cast, Matt well, that's, Smith, that's Carrie what Russell. That's, okay. what that's what I'm. Yeah, um, we we've still got a few more names to kind of talk about. We've got Matt Smith, who was just announced, uh, Carrie Russell, who was announced a while back, and then Dominic uh, Monaghan, that's cast for episode nine. How are you feeling about these, man? I was never a Doctor Who fan, so I can care less about Matt Smith. <gasps> I really don't know. You're talking who... to the Doc in the Blue Box right here. You know that, right? I know, and I, I still meant what I said. Um, Carrie Russell, I really don't know who she is. I can't think of anything she's been in. Um, Dominic Morgan, quite honestly, I'm wondering when Star Wars became Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, you can have the crossover actors. It doesn't matter. I mean, who else? Yeah, I know, but we have so we... many of them. We got Christopher Lee, who was... You know, well, that's Sa- true. Saruman. He was Dooku, yeah, and Saruman. And, 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 and Dooku. Now you got him. And, of course, we had Snoke, a.k.a. Smeagol, a.k.a. Gollum. Like, we're just, we're just, we're just. Well, we had, we also had Samuel L. Jackson, who was in Jurassic Park. We had Laura Dern, who was in Jurassic Park. You know, I mean, we there's a lot of people that are, have been in these films that have crossed over with, you know, have been in other films with other people, but. Look, when's, da- when's Daniel Ratcliffe and the and a and a surprise cameo appearance from the late great uh, Alan Rickman show up, and we got Harry Potter in there too. Hey, you know what? You never know, man. <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, for me, I'm uh, fine think, with I it. Think, I, it just depends yeah, on what their great. roles are. It, it depends. It depends to me. Like, is it? Are they going to have predominant roles, or are they going to be the JJ special where it's uh, Daniel Craig in a stormtrooper outfit? Uh, well, I think Matt Smith's gonna have a pretty dom- uh, a prominent role. I think that's I think that was kind of put out there. Carrie Russell, I'm not so sure what her role's gonna be. I know a lot of people are talking about her being Ray's mother, but remember when everybody thought Laura Dern was gonna be Ray's mother, uh, you know? And then you've got uh, Dominic Monaghan, which uh, I, I see him being uh, First Order. Well, how old is Dominic? Uh, I don't know. Let me look real quick. And how old is Carrie? Why? Because what if Carrie is married Jade and Dominic turns out uh, to be I the knew little child? You were gonna, I knew you were going to go there. Look, people have been fucking bitching for it. Mary Jade has to exist. Even if we, they don't get it the exact way they wanted it, Mary Jade's got to exist. Oh, well, Dominic is 41. 
that may or may not fit. I mean, it fits with Luke, Mark Hamill, but... And Carrie Russell's 42. Yeah, that don't fit. <laughs> so, yeah. Solo twins. No. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. No, I can't. Oh, God. I could, I could already hear EU fans <laughs> losing their minds. Like, I... I sensed a great disturbance in the force. It's Jason and Jancia. Oh my God. <laughs> Jaina. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, but that's, that's going to wrap it up for news uh, that we had a lot to cover. We've been going for about it. Well, we're coming up on the hour mark, aren't we? We still got a little bit to talk about. We've got some upcoming Canon material that uh, I'm stupid excited for, but let's just go through these bit by bit. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we'll start at the bottom. We'll just, of the show notes I gave you, Chris, and we're just going to get the, I know the one you're going to hate the most out of the way. Uh, coming up this week on September 5th, we've got uh, Dr. Afra annual number two, and we've got Star Wars issue 53. Uh, I know you're reading the comics, Chris, and I know you're not a fan of Dr. Afra. Has, has any of the more recent comics that you've read changed your mind at all? I am super excited for Star Wars number 53. I can give a shit less about Dr. Afra. <laughs> What is it about Afra you don't like so much? I, I've already stated it numerous times. It's not that I hate the character. I think it's a really decently realized character. But to me, it is a comic book character in the Star Wars universe. She just does not fit in the Star Wars universe. I think I think what the idea behind her was, because she was actually all right in the Vader run, the first Vader run. She was actually... I, I mean, I... I'm assuming you liked her invader. Well, yeah, because she was a supporting character. She, was a supporting she wasn't character. she wasn't the main focus. Giving her her own comic book and she has almost these like slapstick adventures in a sense. Yeah. Well, I think what the driving force behind her originally was they really started introducing a lot of ancient stuff with her, like the uh the ancient Jedi order, which I can't remember what they were called right now, but she t- the, uh, she found artifacts that had to do with them, and, you know, and she's an archaeologist. I think what th- their idea for her was was to kind of start dipping their toes into the waters of Old Republic and kind of start seeing if people were interested in some of the stuff that might have been going on because they've introduced some new stuff, some ancient orders that were never in the EU, you know. So I think that might have been what the driving purpose behind her was. Um, I know you're not a fan of it. I don't mind it. I just... Uh, it's it, you're right. It's getting. She was really good in Vader, but with her own run, it's starting to get to where it's just another misadventure. Eventually, she, her luck's gonna run out. You know, I mean, um, but it's, I it's one of those comics to me at this point where I'm not like looking forward to it every issue like I used to. Now it's just like, oh well, I'm gonna read this and get caught up. You know, like that. That's what it's coming to. Well, see, I think one of the biggest things that pisses me off, besides the fact that she, because a lot of what you're saying is absolutely true, there are some interesting uh, backstories coming into her her comics with the with the the old Republic stuff, as you called it. Um, of course, there's been some great characters like Triple Zero and uh, and all that. Uh, but what bothers me the most about her, besides the fact that she doesn't really fit into the uh, Star Wars universe, her character just feels so off to everything is the way they try to cram her into everything. She's crammed into Han's backstory. She's tied in with Luke's story. She's tied in with Leia's story. No, she's not. You know, she was, she was, you're they just even kind had of a, forcing her there. She even had a, her own story in, uh, from a certain point of view. She was on Dantooine when the, the Imperial Scouts got there to look for the Rebel base Leia told Tarkin about. 
You know, they thought she was one of the rebels, you know, so uh, she she was there also. But I, I don't mind the character that much. Star Wars 53. I'm I'm loving this new run right now because it's it's uh, essentially the Empire kind of beginning their strike back after the Death Star. You know, the the Rebel Alliance has built their fleet of Mon Cala ships, you know, and now the Empire is trying to show them, well, you can build a fleet, but you can't have it for very long, you know. So, I mean, even even the story arc title is Hope Dies, you know. So, it's, it's, it's a great run so far. I'm absolutely loving the crap out of it, um, but I'm really, really excited for the next bit. Um, speaking of comics, the next issue of Poe Dameron is going I think it's going to be issue number 31 is going to be the last issue of Poe Dameron it's been an ongoing series for a couple few years now and they're going to be ending it at issue 31 uh, what did you ever think about the uh the Poe Dameron series because I never I don't think read you it. and I've you've never read Poe Dameron at all nope never read it Jen's read it I haven't read it um the only thing I could say about it I heard good things about it I know I got to sit down and read it but I had so much on my plate I just didn't want another run on my on my plate um, and quite honestly, when it comes to Star Wars, I'm more interested in the Jedi and the Sith than I am the the non-Force-using characters. That doesn't mean I don't care about the non-Force-using characters, but I, I'm more interested in the Jedi and Sith struggle than I am than than I am anything else. That being said, though, the biggest thing that stands out to me is it's so weird they're ending it on such an odd number. Yeah, I thought so too. Um... But I guess it's going to be the sixth part of that particular story arc, because issue thirty was number five. But uh, I, I think they're they're going to be ending. You're right; it is kind of a weird number to be uh, to to ending it on, because they told me that at the comic shop, and I'm just like, wait, what? Really? So it makes me wonder what they're going to replace it with. Well, that that's why I don't understand, like why thirty one wouldn't be part six, and then you do a three part to finish it, and then you got you or a four part to finish it, and there's thirty five, and that makes more sense. You know what I mean? Right. Well, see, right now though, the Poe Dameron comic is post Last Jedi, so you can only go so far beyond that before you start getting into territory where well, you look maybe JJ wrote his script and came back and said, oh no no no, you can't have that going. We got to end that like ASAP. Right. You know. You know. Maybe that happened. Um, I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but I mean, we'll know once nine comes out. If nine picks up immediately where eight left off, that's going to kind of put a kink in some plans. But I don't think it's going to pick up where eight. left I don't, off. I don't either. There's going to be a there's going to be a time jump there. I mean, there's the only reason they even started eight right where seven left off was because of the way seven ended. You know, that's because of the way JJ ended it. That was the only reason. But uh but Poe Dameron, for me, it, it was a good run. There were some stand, uh, standout moments in there that I really have enjoyed. Uh, the first three issues were really rocky. I really didn't care for them that much. But, however, we did get the return of Mr. Bones uh, <laughs> from Aftermath. He was in that comic. so Because uh, I think Wexley, Wexley was, or uh, Snap Wexley was talking to him, uh, to Poe, and he's like, I'm going to send you a, a droid AI and Poe's like, you carry a droid AI with you? And he's like, yeah, just trust me. Just put it in the, just put it in the droid. And so he did. And he jumped down. He's like, it's the return of Mr. Bones. And he just started slaughtering everybody. <laughs> and it was glorious. I, I, I honestly think that Mr. Bones is my second favorite droid in star Wars, whether EU or, or current Canon next to uh, HK 47. He, I, I believe he is the canon equivalent of HK-47. Because even in one of the aftermaths... He's a little wackier. I mean, yeah. well, I, 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 think, the, I, think, I think I would put him with HK if he ever finally turned around and uttered the f- phrase, meatbag. He did. 
That's what I'm getting at. He did in uh, one of the Aftermath novels because he was You're right. He did damaged yes. or something, and he he turned around and he went query, and <laughs> he, he says something about the meat bag. Can I slaughter the meat bag now, Master? And I was just like, <gasps> no way. So he did though. He did use the word meat bag. I think it was in Empire's End. But uh, but yeah, that did happen. So I I think he's the canon version of what HK forty seven was supposed to be, which I love. But uh, but there was a couple other things that happened in Poe Dameron too. That I mean, there was one moment in particular I can think of that to, every time I think about it, I laugh. Um, but no, it's it's Poe and and three PO on a uh, on a kind of like a smuggler's moon, and three PO's got this network of spies of of droid spies that he's in charge of, and uh. He says something to Poe about, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, Master or if General Solo were here? He would know what to do, but he borrowed all that money from the uh, Guavian Death Gang to to fund his last uh, endeavor. And in the background, you see the uh, Kanji Club uh, leaders and they're spitting out drinks and they're like, what did that droid say? <laughs> and you see them get that's up and walk away. That's out. how they found out. So oh, even though cute. Han was nowhere near 3PO, 3PO was still screwing him from halfway across the galaxy. So. And they get up, and you can see them leaving as as they're going their own way. But yeah, three PO says, "Ever since he borrowed that money from from uh, Kanji Club or from uh, Guavian Death Gang, and and the uh, Kanji Club's like, what that he like he spits his drink. I was like, what that droid just say? <laughs> so I I laugh every time I think about it. When tell I was that to Kanji Club. I, <laughs> tell <laughs> that to Kanji Club. But I had to, I had to put my comic down and laugh my ass off while I was reading that because it was absolutely great. Fucking um, goldenrod. It's so awesome. It's sad to see the Poe Dameron comic go. I'm excited to see what's going to take its place, but uh, anyway. But I think that does it for comics for right now. Uh, This coming week, we've got the novelization of Solo, A Star Wars Story. It's going to be an expanded edition, just like Last Jedi was. Uh, Some extra scenes in there. I know you weren't a big fan of the Solo film. Are you going to pick up the novel? It's growing on me. Is it? It, It's growing on me. I still hate L7. Oh, L L yeah. I still hate that. I, I think that character needs to not exist. I hate that character more than Jar Jar Binks. I hate that character more than Rose Tico. <laughs> I hate that character worse than Rose Tico and Jar Jar Binks' baby. Okay, I, I hate that fucking character. Everything about that character just, I despise. Um, but as long as they don't extend her character in the book, I'm looking forward to reading the book. Oh, I can almost promise you they're going to. Um they uh well, look and we're going to talk about this here in a little bit too as well, under the new canon uh headline but uh you really don't want to read the new Lando comic then if you really didn't like L337 cuz she's in it a lot and uh, the stand the double or nothing yeah i know you can't but it's just the, she had a couple of moments that i couldn't help but laugh and i know it's one of the moments you didn't like it was when she was trying to cut the gate open she's like look, don't look i can't do it while you're not looking and i actually laughed at that point but uh you know, especially from where the saw came out. But anyway, you know, she had the body of an astromech. You know, I, I not to not to sound misogynist here or anything like that, but I think if it was a male voice character, it'd be funnier. Because to me, to me, that scene, if it was a male character, would be kind of like the whizzing on the electric. Oh, fence. like don't look, I can't. Yeah, see that yeah. Was, it would have worked better there, but you know, I just and every time we play Battlefront and I'm stealing your kills and we're on Kessel, every time I see the droid. The droids in the command center. All I can think of is, I don't know, go free your brothers and sisters or something. That's that's all, that's all I can think of. <laughs> that but, I uh, that I giggled at. That yeah, I giggled at. Go, I don't know, go free your brothers and sisters or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but no, we're gonna have some extra scenes. I know one of them they've already kind of alluded to and gave us a, a look at, and it's uh, 
it's uh, Han being uh, kind of summoned before, I guess, a, a military court for the Empire. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see the, the novelization for Solo. And, and, like, I've only seen the film once. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen it anymore since then. So uh, we've got the Blu-ray coming out later next month. Or, oh, I guess by the time this releases, it'll be uh, later this month. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really need to finish Thrawn Alliances so that I can uh, pick up uh, Solo. Uh, but we've got a few new novels also. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the Pablo Hidalgo book first. Uh, they announced that he is doing a uh, book. I don't think it's going to be a novel. I think it's going to be more of a... Uh, Kind Behind of a ref- the scenes. Yeah, thing. like a reference kind of thing, focusing on the scum and villainy of a galaxy far, far away. Uh, so usually anything with Pablo, it's going to be a behind-the-scenes reference material. You know what, you know, you know what I mean? So uh, is this something you're interested in? Are you interested to know any more about the scum and villainy? Sure. I mean, it, it, I, I know from, from watching this, the Star Wars show earlier today uh, that Pablo is, like, going around and delving deep into the specs of, like, certain vehicles and stuff like that that were used, like, in Solo, a Star Wars story, mostly for the research of his book. Um, so I know we're going to get more, a lot more technical into things which are going to be canon te- uh, technical. So, I mean, of course I'm interested in, in knowing how things work within this universe now. You know, um, but, I mean, is it something I'm going to rush right out and buy? No. Right, same here. Because, um, I mean, even here at the Canon Library, I don't really focus a whole lot on reference material. Uh, I think somebody asked me about that not too long ago, too. I, I don't really focus on reference material. I have flipped through some of the reference books, you know, at the store, but I haven't really purchased any of them. I, do, I probably need to go back and get them, though, and just keep them as reference, uh, you know, at the end of the Canon shelf or something. But, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll look through it, you know, maybe learn a thing or two. Because, I mean, some of the stuff from Last Jedi you learn from the reference book, like the ring that Poe Dameron has on a chain around his neck is the wedding ring his mother gave him to, to save for the right girl, you know? Why would they put that in a reference book if he's not going to give it to somebody somewhere down the road? He's going to give it to Ray. I guarantee somewhere down the road he's going to give it to Ray. But anyway. Of course, of course. But speaking of new and novels. And then she turns dark side and kills him. Yeah, as she, as she, but I love you. But, uh, and then she should be like, I know, <laughs> you know, and off with his head. And then it turns out she's a solo. <laughs> yeah, right? That's ironic. Oh, we, I, can uh, hear, I can hear the Twitterverse now. Oh, oh my geez. God. Yeah, you and me both. Sorry, uh, go ahead. So, yeah, because then they're going to be like, oh, God, Kylo was looking at his sister going, I could take what I want, <laughs> you know? Okay, I know, I know these movies mirror themselves, but let's not mirror the whole. Let's not. Let's don't do the brother thing. and sister yeah. thing again. No, that's that's something that we try that we spent. Look, us Star Wars fans spent years trying to make the Trekkies forget about that, and we finally <laughs> and we finally did it. So don't bring it back up. But we've got a couple of new novels coming out too, uh, both of which I'm extremely excited for. Uh, the first one uh, by E.K. Johnston called Queen Shadow which takes place between episodes one and two, and it's going to be uh, a Padme story of her stepping down as queen and the new queen asking her to stay on as senator. Queen uh, Camilla, and, right? Uh, yeah, and it's going to be her... It's essentially Padme learning about politics, you know, because she didn't know a whole lot about politics in episode one when she was queen. After that's when she really delved into it and started learning the ins and outs and how things work and how the Republic really worked and stuff. Um, so I'm, I, I, it's gonna, I see this being a political thriller, to be honest. I hope it is. Cause right now, the way you just described it to me, uh, the, my first thought was <laughs> as if, as if taxation wasn't hard enough on Phantom Menace. <laughs> War. <Yeah. laughs> 
No, um, obviously I'm going to read it. You know, uh, I know E.K. Johnson. I, I've read some books. Before. She wrote Ahsoka. Yeah, you know, and stuff. And stuff. And, well, not just Ahsoka, but I mean, like, non-Star Wars books that were really good. So one could hope, you know, but uh, I'm more excited about the next one. Oh, yeah, the next one. Well, I mean, anything by Claudia Gray. And we've got another Claudia Gray novel coming out called Master and Apprentice. It's going to be an Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn story, pre-Phantom Menace, dude. We are getting more pre-Phantom Menace. And I think the only reason she got this novel was because of her short story and from a certain point of view called Master and Apprentice. And that was the story I referred to earlier where Qui-Gon kind of came back as a force ghost to Obi-Wan. So uh, are you ready to see some more Qui-Gon? I'm hoping we got a really young Obi Wan that's almost as annoying annoying as the uh, Jake Lloyd Anakin. <laughs> I I really want to see the out of control Obi Wan and 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 Qui Gon sneaking out at night and <laughs> and Qui Gon you know trying trying to tie this boy down. You know what I mean? It would add so much to the story to to Obi Wan's character, especially considering the way Anakin acted in Episode Two around him. You know, when Anakin jumps out of the speeder and, you know, and he's like, excuse me, and he's over the edge. And Obi-Wan's like, I hate it when he does that. You know, uh-huh. like, if you see Obi-Wan doing the same stuff to Qui-Gon, that's going to be absolutely great to see. I didn't think of that. And it would it would really add dynamics to Obi-Wan's character on why he hates this stuff so much is because he used to do it. And then the punishments or or atonements that Qui-Gon would make him do, which broke his his rebellious streak for lack of better term. You know what I mean? So yeah, give me, give me a younger out of control. Obi-Wan <laughs> and, 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 and show me why he doesn't like flying. Yeah. Show me. I want to know why Obi-Wan does oh, yeah, not because, like flying. Yeah. Because you know, the asteroid field with the seismic charges did, did yeah. that wouldn't, that wouldn't be reason enough. Well, he was already <laughs> saying, Bloss, this is why I hate flying. So obviously that happens somewhere else. I want to know, but I'm just, I want to see some more Qui-Gon. And you know who I'd really like to see make an appearance in that novel? Count Dooku. I really hope we, you know what? Qui-Gon was his apprentice. Yeah, you know, and as much as I'm I'm excited to see Qui-Gon, you know, being the master of Obi-Wan and really delving into that dynamic, I would really love to see a young Qui-Gon being tutored by Dooku. Oh, Jesus, that'd be so free. And, you know, we might get something like that, too, you know? I mean, just seeing Dooku as a Jedi at all would be so cool. You know what I you hope know? actually happens to this book? I'm assuming that uh, Qui-Gon already reached knight status, you know, by uh, and, and took on Obi-Wan as an apprentice before Dooku's turn. I would love to see... Oh, he did. Dooku didn't turn until after episode one. That's what I'm saying. I would love to see... Uh, actually, did he turn in episode one, or did he turn... No, he because he Dirty Dooku, turned during episode one. No, because, he explained he explained during episode two that after the the whole thing with Naboo, he was telling Obi Wan. After that, Sidious came to him and told him what was going on after he'd lost Maul. Okay. So that's when he came. Well, to that Dooku would and, that yeah. would that would kill it then because what I what I was really hoping to see was like really a dynamic like of how Qui Gon reacted to the news of. Oh yeah, yeah that that would be something. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, he that may not be... have turned yet, but he was still part of the Lost Jedi. He left the temple, so we could still have that dynamic. Yeah, we still could. Yeah, that's true. Because he um, was part of the, the Lost 12? Lost 20. Or Lost 20, yeah. The Lost 20, yeah. So um, he was one well, of the Lost 20. I guess 20, we could so. chalk that up to 21 now. Thanks, Anakin. Yeah, right. That's why we can't have nice things. Uh, now, <laughs> Literally. Now, now we got to build another <laughs> pillar in the Jedi archives just to put your freaking statue in front of. Great, thanks. <laughs> 
Just couldn't leave it, could you? I'm sure Jocasta um, knew would absolutely love it, especially after uh, what happened in the fucking Vader comic. If she's as OCD Spoiler. as I am, yeah, that would drive me crazy. Spoiler. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The gun that shot lightsaber blades. How freaking cool is that? Anyway. No, no, um, not that. Not that. I'm I know talk- what you're talking I'm, about. Yes. Yeah. Telling yes. everybody. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, you talk about yeah. a laugh out loud moment. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute because I want to yeah. talk about this new Vader run here in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, this new, I mean, anything by Claudia Gray is just gold. I mean, you could, I mean, not to get graphic, you could take a dump in her hands and she'll touch it and it'll turn to gold. Like she knows what she's doing, you know, like she is, she's just, she gets it. You know, she, I mean, she gets Leia. We know that now from the Leia novel and from Bloodline. You know, she she gets Star Wars. We know that from uh, Lost Stars. And we know she gets Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's relationship because we know that from Master and Apprentice, the short story. So I'm over the moon. Cannot wait. This is going to be one I pick up day one and finish it day two. Like, I just I, I, I I'm I'm so excited. Look, I'll put it to you this way. And I I'm not as I'm not as big on Lost Stars as a lot of people are. I, I liked the book. I really did like the book. I didn't like it as much as everybody's like, it's the best of the new canon. I still say Lords of the Sith is the best of the canon. But I will give Claudia Gray her due. I think Claudia Gray is the Padawan to the one guy, one author who is the true master of, of canon and Star Wars. And that's Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. He's up there, man. And, he's and you know, he's not up used, there. He is still I know, the master I know. of he Star used, Wars. Before he wrote the first Thrawn novel, before he announced that, I was calling Claudia Gray the Timothy Zahn of the new canon. You know, if that gives you any idea of where I put him on a pedestal, you know what I mean. Um, and now, now with these two Thrawn novels, yeah, he's now obviously he's the Timothy Zahn of the new canon. But, but I will, uh, I will give I'll, one complaint I'll, to Timothy Zahn. I will give one complaint with that? the new canon. I want to see him step away from Thrawn. I want to oh, see. Yeah, I want to see a Timothy Zahn Star Wars novel that has nothing to do other with than Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That is something I'd really like to see. Um, Love right. the character, but I want oh, to see yeah, him absolutely. expand. And you know, I, I'm going to go as far as to say this, and and you could agree with me, disagree with me. I, I just I see Zahn as the king of Star Wars expanded universe material, and I see Claudia Gray as the queen. That's fair enough. I, I, that's that's the way I see it. So and the Dark Emperor is Dave Filoni. <laughs> yes, yes, and good, good, yeah. So, With his yeah, little yeah. cowboy hat on instead of the cow. <laughs> good. <laughs> so we've got a lot of new canon to look forward to coming out here before long. And and here at the Standard, uh, Star Wars Canon Podcast, we'll keep you guys up to date on. I mean, every week on the new stuff coming out each week. Uh, I know next week we're going to be talking about some new stuff, but uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the new canon that's come out before we finish up. Uh, you know, we've got three novels to talk about and a couple of comics that I know you haven't read yet. Um, Actually, but, looking at looking at your looking at your reviews list, I got nothing to say about any of them except one, and one of them I'm not finished yet. Oh, fair enough. Well, uh, so <laughs> I wanted to do official reviews for a few of the novels because of the break that the Canon Library went on. So I've got Last Shot, Most Wanted, and I was going to do Throne Alliances, but I haven't finished it yet. Um, last that's shot the one I could talk about. Yeah, I know that's that's the, that's the one that you've you've started. Um, yeah. So I'll just start with Last Shot real quick. Last Shot was a Han Solo Lando novel that came out around the same time as Solo Star Wars Story. So it kind of focused on the young Han and the young Lando, as well as what you would call present day Han and Lando also, which is, I think, like three years after Return of the Jedi. It's after the Aftermath trilogy. Um, but the book bounces back and forth between, it's essentially all one story, 
but it spans such a, a giant time period that it bounces back and forth between the time periods because each character dealt with it at a different time. And then on present day, they're both coming together to deal with it together again. Um, but the uh, the book was, uh, for me personally, it was rough to get through at best. Uh, and it's not because of the villain or the story. The story was good. The villain was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the villain was uh, uh, a named Fizing Gore, uh, who was kind of the Dr. Frankenstein of the Star Wars universe. He was doing droid organic creature hybrid creatures you know like uh there was like grievous well i mean but more frankensteinish there were half wookie half droids like droids with wookie arms and stuff like that right so uh there was there was stuff like that but it was absolutely great villain absolutely i mean terrifying too to a degree and the the only problem i really had with the book it wasn't really interesting and they used the word ass or some form of ass in the book way too often when in star wars have you ever heard han orlando say i just saved your ass thanks for saving our asses you know like when did you when have you ever heard that no you're right and 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 uh i i kind of had the same issue with poe dameron in the last jedi i i think he was a little too flippant with uh with vernaculars that we use with the big ass door and the oh hell, you know, like stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we saw, we heard Han Solo in Empire say, "Then I'll see you in hell," you know, and and you know stuff like that. But it's and and, and you know, real quick, just completely off topic because this just came to me. All these people that are upset because in Last Jedi they they, they use the term Godspeed. I'm one of those people, not because of like, not because I'm anti God or anything else. I just don't understand why. The phrase "God speed" would be used in a in a in a setting where God is the force. Not why not force speed, but why not have a problem then with Han Solo saying, "Then I'll see you in hell," because people refer to hell not just as a biblical term, but uh, a place of uh, well, when all hell breaks loose, for lack of a better term. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but God's like, but God speed is isn't spelled with a big G; it's a little G. God speed. You know, that's that's all it is. But it still breaks down to the fact of God, God, fill your sails, God speed, you know. Well, you can't say force sail or force speed because, you know, I mean, that's a force power in Jedi Outcast. You can't say that. But, you know, I, yeah, I, but I, Jedi Outcast is canon. So you could say it all but, you want. But then in Return of the Jedi, you've got the Ewoks who are worshiping 3PO. And he says, I believe they think I'm some sort of God, some sort of God. Of God, of little G, little G. Yeah, same thing with God's speed. It's a little G. It's not saying there is a God or the God. It's just saying God's speed. It's just a phrase. Look, I, I, it, it's a nitpick thing. It's just for me, it felt out of place. Now, for other people, for other people that have like the religious battle with it or whatever else, you know, shut up. It's a fantasy show. To me, it just felt out of place to what they have set up for so many movies and so many books. In being that there's no such thing as these types of deities except for by primitive cultures. And primitive cultures worship deities and stuff like that, like 3PO. Uh, but in reality, the whole entire thing is what we would, what we in real life would consider a god or deity is, in Star Wars, considers the Force. Right. Well, see, even even the, the, the word goodbye 
has the vernacular of uh, of uh, of God because goodbye literally means it's it's a shortened version of God be with you is what they used to say when you were going outside the city walls out into the wilderness. That's what goodbye means. It's God be with you. But but anyway, I I just, I just it's something I kind of went off on a tangent real quick. But some of the language used in Last Shot, you know, even and it wasn't even just the characters that said it. It was the narration also said it a couple times. You know, I mean, yeah, we've got the word crap is canon now. You know, we've had characters say the word crap in Star Wars now. That's canon. Am I a fan of it? No, but the book was just hard to follow also. I mean, considering it jumped around every chapter and the story was so... I, I What's the word? Forgettable between each chapter that whenever you came back to, say, 15 years ago when Lando had the Falcon, you had to go back to the end of the last chapter that took place in that time period to remind yourself of what happened before you go on with the next chapter. It was just... It was kind of... It was one that I struggled with, and I know, um, I, I've, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's one of those things that I know Richard J had a hard time with it too, um, and I think he actually ended up giving up on it, but, uh, but anyway, that's, that's my review of Last Shot. It was an all right novel. It's not, it, I mean, it's pretty low on my list right now. It's not as low as the next one I'm going to talk about, but, uh, Last Shot, it's, it's down there a little ways. It's, I'm gonna, I need to do a new rankings video. I'm gonna say probably fourth from the bottom. Well, we know what the bottom Personally. is. Personally. And we know what the bottom one is, yeah. And and now you're about to know what the bottom two are. Uh, because this next one coming that, that I'm getting ready to talk about, Most Wanted. This is a book that I heard high praise for going into it. Uh, and it's not written by Delray. It's a, it's a Lucasfilm Press novel. Um, and it was actually written by uh, Ray Carson. Uh, and I... Look, the, the first, like, third of the book was actually really interesting. I really liked it. But then it just got to a point where it... It just, I wanted it to end. I wanted it to end so bad. I just, I was like, oh my God, I have four pages this left. Are you kidding me? I'm never going to make it. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I was just, it was so hard to get through. And, and it introduced a character, and it was just a supporting character. You didn't see him a whole lot. But now Star Wars has its own Gollum character too. And it's, and, it, and I don't remember what his name was, Um, but it was a friend, a quote unquote acquaintance, I guess you could say, of Han on uh Corellia hiding in a crack in a wall and uh he he was eating rats and you know he lived in the crack he had slits for eyes and he always you know friend you know he didn't talk normal he was crawling around, and all I could picture was Gollum you know so that's that's I mean we got a character like that but the story itself it just it just I just I don't I don't know it it didn't really focus on Han the way I wanted it to it kind of like Han gets off planet for the first time in his life in the book and then they have to go back to Corellia you know which you know we know where Solo picks up but it kind of at the beginning of the book you know Han and Kira hate each other they they absolutely hate each other um and by the end of the book you kind of see how they've gotten close enough to to where they are at the beginning of Solo you know where they're trying to get off planet together but it's just a hard read to get through see that that really disappoints me because one of the things I was really interested in in both Last Shot and Most Wanted, I can care less about the Lando-Han dynamic. I already got that from the movies. You know what I mean? But I really wanted to see more of the dynamic of Kira and Han and really delve into that relationship to the point where it makes makes sense where Han, like Kira was the love of Han's life before Leia. You know what I mean? And I really wanted to see that happen. And if you're telling me these books suck so much that I'm really not going to get that, you know. Well, you you get them. They they throughout the book they're they're on this mission, which is like 
two days for the right for the by the way the, the whole story is like two days um and at the beginning of it she hates it because it's it's kira han and then two other characters that are up to be chosen by proc uh, by uh the the leader i can't think of it proxima i think proxima something um to be chosen for a head like leader of all the other children right and they're they're kind of they see each other as competitors at this point and what happens is uh, Lady Proxima, that's her name, Lady Proxima sends Han and Kira on a mission, on two separate missions, which actually are the same mission, but they don't realize it. And the mission goes awry, and they escape, and then they find out their missions were together at the same thing, and they run off together, and they become fugitives, which is where the title Most Wanted comes from. And everybody's looking for them. The Empire, the Droid Gatra, um, you know, Proxima's people are looking for... It's just, you know, and everybody, because of what they... They have this one, I'm not going to say what it is, it'll ruin, but they have something that everybody is after. And uh, it's just them running the whole time and trying to figure out a way to clear their names because they've got all these groups after them, right? And and they want to kill them. And uh, it's it, throughout the whole thing, you, I mean, it's over the course of two days. If it was over the course of, you know, three or four weeks, maybe even a month, I could kind of see Kira maybe falling for him a little bit like that. Because it never flat out says that they love each other or have feelings for each other. It just, they, they become very, very close friends. That's that's the word they use. They they finally use the word friends for the first time around each other. So, so but that's the reason they're so close is because of what happens in this novel. And it's it's not a necessary story. I know, I, know, I know a lot of people argue that Solo itself wasn't a necessary story, but this is just not a necessary story. It's not even necessary to Solo. Right. Which, no, it's not. Right. Okay. So that that actually just barely squeaks by uh, Heir to the Empire or Heir to the Jedi. Heir to the Jedi. Right now, my bottom four are Heir to the Jedi, Most Wanted, because nothing will ever be as bad as Heir to the Jedi. I'm not. I'm not. You could just give me a, a Star Wars novel with uh, like used toilet paper throughout the whole thing, and it's still going to be above Heir to the Jedi. Um, Gungan Ewok it, War. No, still above Heir to the Jedi. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's going to go heir to the Jedi most wanted. And then I'm going to put, and the victor of that war is the porgs. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to put last shot. And then aftermath, the first aftermath there, there, if that gives you any idea of, of where I'm placing those at, but I'm actually surprised at how low aftermath is, but okay, go on. Well, fair enough. And then uh, the other thing I was going to talk, I was going to do, we were going to talk about Thrawn alliances, which we haven't finished yet, but so far loving it. Um, I'm like halfway through it. I, I, the only reason I haven't finished it is because of work. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to be finishing it up here before long. And then I was going to talk about the Beckett one shot comic, which I haven't had a chance to read yet. Um, but I wanted to talk to you, Chris, a little bit about this Lando double or nothing series. Well, as you just I told know, me, I, I'm I not going to want to read it because I know, of L337. I know you haven't read it yet and I know you're not probably going to read it after this. Um, but it's a five issue run. I was looking forward to the new Lando comic cause I love the first Lando comic. I absolutely loved it because we even got some Sith lore, you know, in in the first Lando comic. Uh, and I was kind of expecting something like this out of that, uh, like that out of this one. But I haven't even finished this series yet. I think there's still one or two more issues coming out, and I just don't care. It, it's 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 almost as bad as when the Chewbacca comic was coming out for me. Like it's just bad. Is it is it because the story's not good, or because of the fact that like they're they're pushing the the politics of things like L337. Oh, both. Oh, both. Easily both. Because uh, they do they do the whole pushing of the droid rights thing a lot more 
in this comic. It was because basically that's all that droid was. Yeah, that's all she cared about. You know what I mean? She was a droid patriot, you know? Um, but it's, I, I come to realize I don't care about this iteration of Lando. I just, I don't care about Lando at this point in his life. Um, it's before the film, it's before Solo, so he still has the Falcon. Um, and this, this uh, woman hires him to help rescue her father from a, from a mining planet. No, it's not Kessel. But it's it's just I I don't care, you know. Like Lando's referring to himself in third person all the time, and you know, it's just I just he's just I, a little I, over I the top arrogant, huh? Yeah, I just you know I just I, I no, it's not Lando to me, you know. I just I don't well see that was I don't care. That was part of my problem, like the 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 the, the way he talked and his mannerisms that Donald Glover did as Lando and Solo. I thought were pretty spot on, which is something that the, 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 the trailers did not portray well, but that's exactly my problem with Lando in solo was that he was Lando is suave in solo. He was just arrogant, arrogant. Yep. And that, that they're, they're not the same. Forget, no, forget, not. forget what those modern rap albums tell you. Arrogance is not suaveness. Arrogance is different than confidence. Mm-hmm. That's two completely different things, you know. And it's just that's what it is. He's arrogant, you know. He like at one point I think he even said, "How dare you touch me?" or something like that, you know. Or how dare you touch the best smuggler in the galaxy or something like that. He's got a gun to his head and he's being this way, you know. Like it's just I don't I don't care. That, that that's the only thing I can say about this new Lando series is I just I don't care. It could it could end before the series is done. I don't care. Yeah, you're, like, you're just, really not selling this to me at all. No, I'm not. I don't give a crap about <laughs> it. But, um, but you know, I and I think it's, like I said, I think it has to do with just that iteration of Lando because I didn't care really for the parts of the Last Shot either of that part of Lando, you know, because he wasn't that arrogant in Last Shot. He It was arrogant, but he wasn't that arrogant. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like he went from, which the stuff in Last Shot happens before this comic, so it's like he went from being like kind of suave, arrogant to arrogant out the ass. And then later on what we saw in, you know, Empire and Jedi. So I just I can't, I can't I just can't. Well, see, that 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 that's one of the things from from the solo movie and what you're describing to me in the last shots and the Lando double or nothing that I think really disappointed me the most was I really wanted the friendship dynamic between Lando and Han. That's what I wanted to explore. And there was nothing, even even the way even the way Lando exited in so and Star a Solo a Star Wars story, he exited with uh, "You owe me a ship." That was it. Where where's it? Where did all of a sudden they became buddies and had these funny little stories with each other and blah blah blah? Where's that dynamic? That's what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see the first meeting where they hated each other. Yeah. Well, like in Empire, whenever, uh, you know, they're going to Cloud City and he's like, I'm trying to reach Lando Calrissian and they fire on him. And he's like, you know, and, and she, you know, Chewie says something. He's like, well, that was a long time ago. I'm sure he's forgotten about that by now. Like, what what the hell was he talking about? Well, I think that's Surely what they were it the, wasn't the Sabat game. I'm pretty sure it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was the fact that Han probably still owes him that ship. He doesn't owe him anything. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, Lando, like, because... I always assumed, and because even in um, uh, 
the aftermath was it the aftermath series they referred they they, they referenced a little bit about han getting the ship from lando and uh and they didn't go into detail about it but essentially what i gathered from it was they both cheated it was just han cheated better you know and and when you come down to it han won it fair and square he really did he kept lando from cheating you know what i mean he won with a shit hand but he won nonetheless you know right. what i mean like so that's why that when was he another the cards thing that really Chewie, bugged me. That was that was why when he showed the cards to Chewie, you see Chewie go and just kind of look down like, oh god, you know, like that was another thing that really bugged me was during both Sabat games, Lando's got that little fucking card trick, uh, card flick in his sleeve. Really, I, I don't see Lando be, like is Lando greaseball, of course. You know, he's always been greaseball, but I don't see him being a flat out cheater. Well, yeah, because, well, they talk about an empire, you know, he's like, well, I'm respectable now, you know, like, you know, like he really right. changed. Cause was, was, he CD, was he CD? Yes. But was he would, would he straight out cheat at, as a gambler? No, 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 not at all. No, but uh, but I mean, even in uh, the first Lando run, he wasn't like that. You know, I mean, he wasn't even arrogant he wasn't even confident. He wasn't even suave. You know what I mean? He was just in the situation and. He had it was a fight or flight, you know. So he was still General Calrissian at he, that point. Well, no, he wasn't even General. He was. This was before I mean, Empire. I mean, mindset wise, and, and oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, I mean, even in the the one thing that Last Shot does, the I'll go back to that for a second. The present day stuff, it does kind of settle Lando down. Uh, there's one character I can't remember, I can't recall her name, but she's a Twi'lek, and and uh, he realizes during the novel that she's the love of his life. And that she wasn't sure what version of Lando she was getting every time she sees him, but have, have they they finally settled Lando down in this novel. That's fair enough. So, so I'll say that much. But uh, but anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I just wanted to to kind of touch on the Lando series a little bit. Not not a big fan of it. I know you're not going to be a big fan of it, um, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, don't waste your money. Cool. Personally, because I know you. So, yeah. uh, but I think. Uh, you know, we're well over the hour and a half mark. I think that's going to wrap it up for this return episode of Star Wars Canon Podcast. So, uh, Chris, how's it feel to be back? Oh, it feels good to be back. I almost feel like I'm nice nice and cozy, warm inside a Tauntaun. <laughs> you, you, oh, so you're just lukewarm. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, Chris, why don't you tell the fine folks where they can find you at, brother? Well, first and foremost, you can find me at the Patreon page for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Look it up. Send a donation, man. A dollar will do you. Give you all the early access uh, to all the Realm of the Mist content, as well as upcoming ex- exclusive uh, to Patreon-only content coming soon in the next couple months, actually. Um also, guys, you can find me every Tuesday uh, rocking it out with the cocky cockpit for Order 69, where we're putting the balls back into balls. I don't know. I had nothing for that. <laughs> uh, but come join us. Come join us on Twitch TV slash cocky cockpit uh, or uh, Twitch TV slash wild high or excuse me. No, no, no. I, I switched it over. That's right. Uh, Twitch TV slash realm the mist entertain. And, of course, you can find me at RealmOfTheMist.com and all its subsidiaries. And, of course, YouTube, RealmOfTheMist.com. Or RealmOfTheMist. Blah, 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 blah. 
Oh, man, that's a lot, man. You're everywhere. Uh, and you guys can find me right here at the Star Wars Canon Library YouTube channel. Make sure to go check out the Facebook page as well. Every month I will be putting out uh, the uh, schedule for the last Friday of the month. I changed it from Saturdays to Fridays. From the last Friday of every month, we're going to be doing live Q&As. We just did one last night. We had... Uh, and. Uh, uh, actually, I can't say that because it's going to be tomorrow night. But by the time this comes out, it'll have been, I think, last night. But anyway, make sure to go check out the Facebook page so you don't miss one of those. Make sure to check out StarWarsCanonLibrary.com for the entire timeline of canon material, cover art for everything, uh, and even a chrono uh, chronological list of uh, Clone Wars episodes, which we're going to be talking a lot more about Clone Wars here in the uh, future. Uh, but yeah, make sure to give us a like and a subscribe right here on the YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode of Star Wars Canon Podcast. Make sure to visit the Patreon page if you're interested in the after shows or the Jedi issues or any of the spoiler reviews. Make sure to go check that out. All of the links will be in the description below. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Tuesdays on twitch.tv slash Realm of the Myths Entertain. Join Brian Miller and myself as we do Breaking the Fourth Wall live on Twitch. You could actually join. You could have your que uh, leave your questions uh, in the comments section. A live response will happen right then and there. So it's basically like a Q and A, and it deals with more than just Star Wars. So we could talk about anything. But if you want to bring Star Wars, we we have no problem talking Star Wars in any of the shows. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put the link in the uh, description below for that as well. So, guys, like I was saying, it is a blast to be back. I cannot wait to see where this year in the Star Wars Canon Library takes us. So, guys. As always, until next time, this is Brian signing off, and may the Force be with you.